In this episode of the podcast, I speak to my friend Kelly. Kelly is the co-founder of the Bhavna Bottle. Bhavna Bottle is something I was gifted a few years ago for my birthday and I immediately fell in love with it. It's a water bottle. Well, I guess you could put other hot drinks and cold drinks in it as well, but I primarily use it for water. And it's just beautifully designed because they use bamboo as a material for the water bottle and then it's got a beautiful geometric uh, pattern inside the lid. And on the front, it has a word that encapsulates the energy that the water is infused with. So you'd have, like my one says love, you have another one that says gratitude, another one that says abundance, um, and I think there's a few others as well. So they're beautiful, absolutely in love with these water bottles. And I champion this product because I use it every day. <laughs> and I'm only going to share stuff that genuinely benefits me. And if it doesn't, then I will also say so. So, um, yeah, I was I was humbled that she was open to having a conversation with me about her story, about uh, her sister's story as well, uh, which naturally kind of coincides with hers because they're both the co-founders of of this water bottle and how it came about so um i hope i hope that you enjoy this story as it unfolds thank you so much for making the time to join the conversation kelly of course i'm happy to be here thank you for the invitation what's the weather like in thailand right now it's the very end of monsoon season, so we get a lot of rain, uh, and then we really appreciate the days of sunshine when they come in between, um, but it's transitioning now into a really beautiful time of year as the rain the rain ends. How long have you been there now? Um, I recently just got back about two months ago, so I was away for about a year and a half um, this last year, and I just, just recently got to where I called my my second home or a place that feels very much like home for me. Um, well, I know that you your inspiration for the bottle, the bottle that I've got here, so if anyone is watching can see. Otherwise, uh, obviously, we'll put a link in the description for people to have a look at. Which one is it that you've got? I've got love. So which one is it that you had? Amazing. Again? I have abundance. It's Oh, I love there, that. There okay. you go. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. I know your inspiration for this project came about when you were in Thailand, right? Um, with your with your sister. But before we get into that, it'd be great to just understand a bit about kind of where you grew up and um, who you are from that perspective and kind of what that um, upbringing was like. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm originally from, from Colorado and yeah, I just um, grew up... Uh, fairly fairly normal normal life i would say and i would say i got really interested in um alternative healing modalities uh when i was was a teenager um actually my sister who is also my business partner and co-founder of the company with me uh she was diagnosed with lupus an autoimmune disease um when when we were younger uh she's 2 years older than me and so uh, during during this phase, it was it was quite severe uh, childhood case of of lupus. Uh, my the 
Western medicine wasn't, wasn't really working. Um, and my family started to explore alternative ways, uh, to, to, to look at, look at, um, what might, might be causing these symptoms. And so this really opened me up and I was just, I was quite young at this phase. So I was just going with them and exploring all of these different things, which is this, this curiosity. And I realized, wow, there's, there's, um, so many options. There's so many possibilities and, um, yeah, it just kind of led me down an alternative path of, of just being really, really curious. What else, what else is out there? Um, and I started reading many books on it and then kind of fell back into, um, the, the, the day-to-day life. I ended up going to business school and, um, and graduating, getting a job in consulting. And this, uh, led me to work, work, um, about 50, 60 hours a week working quite, quite strenuously over something I actually wasn't so passionate about. And it took me a number of years and, and this just feeling of just, just very lack of fulfillment and just like this longing for something more. Um, it was like, my heart was just like seeking for, for something. Um, and I would, I would look in the office, uh, at, at when I'd be there at 7 PM at night at, at the partner's in, in the firm for where I worked and they'd have like their family, the pictures of their families on, on their desk. And they'd be working these, these long hours. And at one point I just questioned, like, is this really what I want to be working for? Like, is this, is this my kind of end goal? And just got me, got me questioning that. And it eventually after, after doing this, uh, I look back at this time in my life as, as really one of the greatest blessings, um, of this intense burnout I experienced where I really couldn't get out of bed. I was having quite, um, severe, uh, just, um, almost, almost to the state of, of depression where it just, I didn't see the point in it anymore. I knew something had to, had to change. And, uh, so it kind of led me back to this passion that I spoke about earlier that I'd almost forgotten. I put on the shelf because it wasn't like, it didn't seem logical. It wasn't what we were, I was kind of, um, path that was that uh, I had chosen to go down but it kind of like re resurfaced itself and so at this moment I decided I just need some some space I just need to create some space within my life to explore again and reignite what I am passionate about or at least re rediscover that and um, that's kind of what led me down this this alternative path that I I have been on the last six or seven years, kind of living all around around the world in many many different places. Um, but that's a bit that's a bit about my my journey of what kind of sparked that that um, that need for for discovery of of something more, and really it led me on a journey to discover the deeper layers within myself, which is really what I was was searching for the whole time. Uh, it led me around the world thinking it was an outer, outer journey, thinking I needed to go explore all these places, but all the places that I went actually took me within, within myself. And it wasn't until I, there was this knowing and connecting back to myself where then I began to kind of reignite this spark and this love, love and passion, passion for life again. So that's a bit about, um, it's hard to say there's, that's just a sliver of, of, of course of my journey, but that's kind of the, one of the propelling, uh, forces that kind of led me to, to where I am today, uh, this kind of blessing, blessing in disguise. 
yeah it's the the uh journey itself of going around and following wherever the universe is taking you initially starts with needing to get to the destination thinking that your answers are going to be there and then you realize and I was talking to a friend about this recently you realize that you go full circle and you realize actually it was all about the journey it wasn't one just one place it was about who I was becoming as a result of that and then when you come back just like the hero's journey you set out on answering the call to adventure you you follow kind of the map um that you're being given and then you end up coming back to yourself realizing oh i'm actually a different person than when i started and that was the point of it mm, yeah the journey is the destination <laughs> did you grow up religious or spiritual like uh, did, i wonder if like your parents or the space in which you you grew up influenced your inspiration to to seek alternative solutions not just to medicine but like to ways of living yeah, I grew up um, in my family is is Catholic, and I went to Catholic high school, um, so was exposed to that um, at at a young age, and uh, I would say that my there has always been that curiosity for I know there's something greater, like bigger, but. And I felt this connection to it in different forms. Um, and I always like wanted to explore, explore what that is and how people experience it differently. And kind of even going back to, to my sister's story, I never really ex finished that, but she actually had a, a spontaneous healing experience at, at that young age. She had, um, she, which, which sparked it even more, this, oh, wow, what else, what else is possible? She, um, had a, um, we did tried everything from 10 day water fast to, um, you know, energy healings to just exploring, exploring everything. And it was, uh, we were, she was sleeping one night and she had a dream, uh, where she kind of went up into this white, white light and, um, was asked if she wanted to to return back and if she did the the path would be um would be would, would be hard but she would be healed and and she had she almost had this choice in this moment and as she did she she chose and she fell back she, she felt as though she fell back in her to her body in this in this dream um and woke up uh and just with tears running down, tears running down her face, uh, ran up the stairs for the first time before she couldn't even make it up the stairs because her legs were so swollen from the medication and, um, and woke up my parents saying, I'm, I'm healed, I'm healed. And they were like, are you, are you okay? What, what's going on? You know, question, questioning, um, questioning her, but the, she had this assurance, this, this knowing, uh, knowing that she was healed. And from that day, she started flushing her 60 pills down the toilet without telling telling anyone. Cause she, there was this knowing, uh, this really strong belief because she had experienced, um, the experience was so strong. And there was, she would say that there, she woke up in the mornings, just wanting, you know, the need for stillness and just listening to the birds just with this big smile on her face. And we'd never really been taught what meditation was or anything like that. Um, but it's just like this, this sitting in the stillness 
And um, as she she spoke about this, this also just this sparked it. And I started to begin to read all of these different stories of other people that had, had had similar experiences. And it's funny when you begin to look for something, you begin to to find it everywhere. When you start to look for it, you you begin to see, oh wow, there are so many experiences like this that maybe I hadn't, um, I'd never even I've never even heard of. Um, so this sparked my curiosity as well in like the power of our mind as well and the power of what we believe to be true, even about our body, how we think about our body and the words that we speak to ourselves and how that can impact, you know, not only our health, but, you know, how we perceive ourselves in the world. So this also sparked my interest in kind of the the power of the mind and, and all of it. And so I just, I just became um, very, very curious with it all and, and just started reading. Uh, I wouldn't say it was I started reading books from Buddhism and and trying Vipassana meditation to um, a lot of books of, you know, Wayne Dyer and Abraham Hicks and just all of this different vastness and just exploring, exploring it all um, just, uh, just with, with curiosity. And then with, for me, there was just certain resonance with different, different things that would just continue to open new doors. And, you know, it's, it's like this puzzle almost like begins to unlock for each of us. And maybe it comes in a book recommendation or, uh, you know, something, something that just sparks our interest. And I like to call them these little whispers in the wind. Like when we listen enough there, we know, we begin to notice that this guidance is, is everywhere. Um, and these synchronicities sometimes of just what we're looking for right in the right moment. And that's kind of how I've, I've felt, uh, kind of led me, led me to where to, to break free of, of this feeling of when I was felt very trapped. Like I felt super, super trapped, trapped. I felt like I almost given my, my power away at this, this point, um, when I was in, in this job and I just felt very stuck. Um, and then I began to look, said, okay, I can, I can, ask and I can look for what else, what else is possible? What are our alternative ways? And as I began to ask, I began to receive these different whispers and, um, and trust that, trust that within myself. What was one of the whispers that you received that you remember receiving? Hmm. Yeah, it was actually about this Island. Um, my mom recommended it because I would call my mom and I would just be uh, so upset sometimes after work. I just almost would be tearful because I just just felt so disconnected from it. And I was like, Is that, what, what's wrong? Is there something wrong with me? And she was like, well, you should call. Um, it was our really good, it's their really good family friends. The friends, some friends they went to high school with their daughter had lived on this island for, for 10 years. And she just said, you should, you know, you should, you should give her a call, just, you know, send her a message, um, and, and just connect. I think she really likes it there. Just, just check it out. So I just sent her, sent her this message, throwing it out there. We have really hadn't seen each other in, you know, 15 plus years. And the first thing was, yeah, come on out. They have this one month program, you know, just like one thing led, led to the other. And as soon as I read her response, it was like something in me just like opened. It felt so open. It felt so expansive. And I was like, oh, well, there's, there's a possibility. And then I got invited to something, you know, else, like almost on, on the way to Asia. And I was like, oh, well, I could just kind of give myself this I plan to be six months, six months to, to reevaluate. And, and I began to just see the, see the potential in it, but it all just started with this little seed, um, that my mom, my mom planted. 
I love that. It's, you know, the whole um, teaching that Abraham Hicks talks about is ask and you'll receive. And, and I feel like it's, it's great to hear stories of people who have tangible evidence of that happening in their life because sometimes it can be hard to to believe it because you, it's like almost like you're believing in the invisible and I have many stories from from my own life as well where I've taken the time to reflect and thought about like oh the dots did actually connect in hindsight in a very miraculous and magical kind of kind of way and it just takes a bit of slowing down to appreciate and recognize it and also to create the space to receive it because a lot of us ask but then we don't really create the space to to see it or to receive it um yeah i i i feel like that that is something that not a lot of people um think about because we kind of get stuck in in asking and begging and praying and hoping for um but was there something that you consciously now remember doing to create space for whatever it was to come like was there a healthy sense of detachment from like okay, i know i don't want to be here but i don't know what happens next what do i do from from here yeah i think i think like you said as well it comes with with asking but also trusting that we will get the answer maybe it's not in the exact form or package you know wrapped as the gift that we're expecting it to come in because oftentimes we have this mental idea of how we think it should come but just that trust and that openness that it may come in a different form or it may come not in our timing but just trusting that uh trusting that you know we are we are supported uh one of my favorite mantras is is the universe has my back and just anytime i feel you know, whatever's happening is happening for my greatest good, even if I can't see it right now. Um, oftentimes when we look back in hindsight at any struggle within our life, we're like, wow, that taught me so much. I'm so, I'm so glad, you know, I I went through that because I came out on the other side and I learned and I grew. And so I just, I come back to that, that affirmation a lot of just when things feel maybe like, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting the answers that I'm speaking, just the universe has my back and it's all coming in divine, divine timing. And just that the more I can drop into, to trust, trusting the process, uh, I think that kind of opens me up to, to see other possibilities because then I'm, I'm not thinking it has to come in this, this, this way. Cause if I'm thinking, oh, it has to come this way, I may miss, you know, the alternative way that I may be, may be directed to. Because actually, even at that point in my life, I was, I had this a really good resume, you know, I had, I checked all the boxes and I was applying to like all these other jobs because I thought maybe it's the job, maybe it's, maybe it's not the situation, maybe it's just the job. So I was trying to, trying to apply to all these jobs and on, on my weekends, I would spend my weekends applying and I would apply to, you know, 15 jobs and I kept getting either no response or just they they weren't, wouldn't even have an interview with me. And I just didn't, I didn't understand. I was like, why am I keep getting, keep getting rejected? I was like, I, on paper, like I, I check all the boxes. Um, and then this rejection was actually the greatest gift. Like, I'm so glad that I just didn't, cause if I would have got another job, I probably wouldn't have taken this, the six months to explore that turned into six years and uh, a whole different lifestyle. Um, and I would have just ended up back maybe in a, in a, similar job in the same habits and patterns that, you know, I was creating that were creating my uh, current circumstance. So really uh, that rejection 
kind of was also, also a gift. Um, and I just had to, I didn't, I, I can't say honestly that I had the trust at the time. At the time I was like, so confused, like, why is this happening? Um, but uh, I would say now, now I'm slowly learning, like the more I can trust, the more, the more I, I'm able to see the different possibilities. Yeah. Trust and surrender and faith, they all go hand in hand, maybe all one in the same. Um, I recently did a solo episode on redirection and how divine redirection is uh, like one of the biggest blessings that we can have is to not get what we ask for. And I feel like that kind of happened with you applying for all these jobs. And I remember when I was applying for jobs after um, law school, because I, I went to law school with the intention of becoming a lawyer. And then towards the end, I, I kind of did know deep down this isn't something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like it doesn't resonate. I enjoyed studying it, but this is not going to resonate with me for the rest of my life in practice. I don't see me using my time and energy to, to pursue this. And I remember one day sitting down and opening my laptop and I opened the um, application form for one of the law firms in the city, typed in my name, did all the basic stuff, name, address, all that stuff. And then like, two minutes into it, I was like, no, I can't do this. Like, this is just, I just, I, there's something in me physically creating resistance between me continuing to type and completing what's in front of me. And there was like a whole bunch of sections. Like it must've been like 2,500 words by the end of it that I would have had to fill in. I'm like, I can't do this. I don't know what's next, but it's definitely not this. And, um, yeah, I just, I, f I feel like the mirror then gets turned inwards and you realize actually it's not about the details of me trying to change the situation. It's actually looking within and understanding why doesn't this resonate with me? Like what's actually going mm -hmm. on? It, there must be something going on with me because I have my dial set in the wrong place or I'm not connected to something, which means I'm not taking action in the right space or following the right guidance that's maybe been given to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did you feel scared picking up and then leaving to go to Thailand at that time? I did. Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever, you know, even traveled on my own. Uh, and how old were you? Um, I was 25, but I had really committed to it. I had let go of my apartment, let go of my car. I just was, I, I said it was going to be six months, but I think there was something in me that, that knew, um, like I, there was something I was going, I was look, looking, I was going to find over there. So I kind of just like let everything go. And it was this big process also of like detaching to everything that was like keeping me tied in the situation where I felt stuck. And that was like a big process of, of, of letting go. And, uh, yeah, there was definitely some fear of going kind of against, against, against the grain. Um, but I had a really amazing, amazing support system. Like my family actually really supported me in it, which was, uh, which was amazing. And it was, yeah, I learned, I just learned so much about myself every, every day. 
even just even through traveling on my uh, traveling on my own, it's like figuring out um, just the small things and really celebrating those little things that you accomplish and like, oh, wow, I, I figured it out. I did it. Um, so that was even a big process as well. Uh, so there's definitely some fear, but also, uh, again, the fear was teaching me to trust. Did you expect your family to support you or did it come as an unexpected surprise that they were just fine with it? I was a bit surprised, actually. Um, I was a bit, because I had, you know, such a quote unquote, good job, well-paying job. And I was kind of just like leaving, leaving everything. Um, and I think at first they were a bit surprised. Uh, but then I think they also saw how unhappy I was. And then they realized like all most parents, what they want for their children is for them to be, to be happy. So they said, okay, go, go spread your wings a little bit, explore. And, um, yeah, they, they trusted me as well, which helped me to trust myself. Uh, so that was a beautiful, beautiful process as well. It brought us even closer. Amazing. And what was your relationship like with your sister? Um, it sounds like you, you said you traveled on your own, so she didn't, she didn't, um, do this kind of leave to come at the same time no she didn't so I kind of went on my own my own journey for a few years I uh, traveled around I worked in New Zealand for a bit to explore different jobs uh, did some trainings in India came back to Copenhagen where I'm based and really this island kept calling me back um, and I was exploring a lot of different modalities here and just diving into so many, so many different things. And I would call her with just this excitement, like you have to, you have to come, come experience this. And, um, she actually, uh, at the time had as well at 28 years old, she had a, a, a heart attack. Um, and she was, was hospitalized and, um, she was she was okay, but I think that was again was another kind of wake up call for her. Hers her wake up call seemed time to come in the form of health, um, and it was just this wake up call for her to um, I think switch switch her lifestyle a bit. And I said, come out come out here. This island is perfect for healing. There's so much beautiful nature, and just you can give yourself some space. And so she just came for for a visit for a little bit to kind of decompress, and then fell in love with it as well and went back for a couple months packed up all of her stuff let a lot of it go and 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 moved out here kind of indefinitely as well so and then we were we're both living out here for for a number of years what was her lifestyle like that led her to then have a heart attack at such a young age um it was i think a bit more of you know, a party, party lifestyle. Uh, we had actually both been prescribed Adderall at um, a young age as well, which is an ADD medicine, which definitely uh, increases, increases your heart rate. Um, that was another thing when I was, I was young, I was prescribed this at 15 years old because um, they said I had ADD, I had trouble focusing, but I think also it was just, I wasn't studying what I was passionate about. I have a different way of learning. Um, my brain, just sometimes works in a different way that didn't fit into the box of the schooling system. And so when you don't fit into that box, sometimes they're like, oh, there's something wrong with you. And so they, you need to, to focus more. And so I was 
it's, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's also quite an addictive medication once you are prescribed it. So it's a bit difficult to, to get off of it um, because it has the opposite effect on you. And so that's also, it's a medication that's quite strenuous on the heart. Um, so it could be, it could be a number, a number of things, but I think as well, um, just even also living not in alignment with what she felt called to do as well. Sometimes it's just like that also what your heart is really, really calling. And she, she felt that as well. Like when, after that experience, she was like, it kind of woke her up to like, okay, am I really living like how I want to be living? And I think that when those moments we have, you know, where it can be a near death experience, or it can be just a moment where you wake up and you're like, if I'm on, if I'm on my, my deathbed and I look back, do I want to, do I want to remember my, how do I want to remember my life? Sometimes I even just reflect. I think this is a really powerful question just to reflect on in general to like, see if I'm, I'm in alignment. Like, am I, am I living every day to the fullest? And, and, um, and so I think that kind of just, it just woke her up a little bit to question, uh, and, and explore something new. Yeah, I am familiar with Adora actually. Um, for the very for very similar reasons so i was at university and um you know studying law reading hundreds and hundreds of pages and writing hundreds and hundreds of pages every week um it requires a lot of focus and my brain is it's all over the place and it's and it's all over the place because that's why i say it's all over the place i guess from the outside world it can be seen as that way from someone who's looking at it from a different point of view but it's it is what it is and I don't have a long attention span um to like meditate for like hours on end and stuff like that and that's that's fine that's just my way of naturally being and operating in the world but I found that a, a friend um in exchange in exchange for revision notes he he'd actually come over from Canada and was studying um at a university in the UK where I was at the time. And he was like, oh, I'll give you some Adderall if you share some of your revision notes. I didn't even know what it was at the time. He was like, trust me, it'll help you concentrate. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. So I took it and felt the immediate effects. And I was like, this shit is good. <laughs> Ended up taking more than I I should have. And then I had like Red Bull and caffeine. And this is going back 10, this is 10 years ago. So when I was 20, I'm 30 now. And then I went to the doctor. I was like, yeah, I don't know. My heart's beating fast. <laughs> it's like I, I, I'm getting palpitations. I don't know what's happening. And here's me having like 20 milligrams plus like three, four tablespoons of coffee <laughs> and, and Red Bull and not sleeping much. I'm like, what's going on with my heart? But then the mental clarity is really good. And that's what makes you addicted to it. And then you start relying on on it to to perform at such a high level. That's actually not that natural to be in that state for hours and hours on end um so yeah so i i do resonate with with that um but the other thing you said which was interesting was your way of focusing is is and learning is different and upon reflection now going through the public schooling system myself as well over here in london everyone is put into a a box essentially and marked against the same uh standards and so those who learn diff differently or consume information differently or just have a different cadence to consume information just get left left out or feeling like there's something wrong with them. And I didn't have like super high grades. Um, 
mine were kind of average, but I, I had to learn over time that it's not what I'm learning. Uh, sorry, it's not. It's not. The issue isn't me. It's what I'm learning because it's not in alignment with who I am. And so my focus. There's nothing wrong with my focus. It's what I'm focusing on. And so when I do kind of reflect on that time period, I'm like, okay, what were the things that lit me up? Because those subjects, for some reason, I did well in. The other ones that I struggled in, I didn't do so well. And I feel like in the personal development world, they talk a lot about, you know, work on your weaknesses, focus on your weaknesses. Whilst that can be true in some areas of life, like if you're in sports or whatever, generally, I do feel like that's kind of BS because I'm not good with numbers and I don't I don't need to be because that's not my strength. My strength is communication and sales and and um, writing and reading and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it's just about finding alignment, right? And then allowing your focus to go in that direction and then naturally the energy will follow as well. Definitely. And I think that was one of the biggest things that we learned even with starting Bavana Bottle was the art of delegation of you know, the tasks that drained us that we weren't, you know, naturally good at. And instead of trying to do it all and um, even put, push through and and feel, you know, drained and burnt out, how can we outsource and, and delegate and pass it along to someone that is, that is their zone of genius. And because I think we all do have these different um, zones of, of excellence and that's what makes us all, all unique and we all work differently. And so, uh, it's forming forming a team of people that that have these different amazing skill sets and the art of art of collaboration as well. So I feel like I learned so much about about that and and how to work more uh, in, like you said, your like my zone of my zone of genius and stop trying to force and just fit into a box that I don't fit into, which is then what would lead me to burnout. I was learning that because I was just trying to push through. But the more that, you know, I do what lights me up, it's like I get excited to work. I can, you know, spend a couple hours on something and feel more energized versus, you know, trying to push my way through something that I'm like, so, so resistant to. Uh, so that was something, something we learned. And also it took us a while. It definitely didn't come over time. We had a couple of hard years of really, really grinding through. But then once we, we figured that out, that was another whisper that came in the wind where I was almost experiencing another burnout with just Bavana bottle. It just felt like too much. Um, a friend came to me and said, well, you know, I actually have this, this company that's it's for small business e-commerce companies and we can outsource your operations and uh, we do all the kind of admin type stuff. And I was like, what? Like that, ex that exists. Um, and I remember that was such a game changer. And he, the next day was like, actually, I'm, actually, I'm running a workshop on the art of the art of delegation. And that's really how, how you scale, how like successful companies grow is really the art of hiring the right people in the right places with the the right skill sets and that was just a huge eye opener for me um and really transformed transformed our business and led for so much more flow within my own life as well and happiness so how did um bavanable then come come about yeah so we were living here this is when my sister and I were both living out here and I was teaching a couple different different modalities of teaching yoga, um, going through a breathwork facilitator training. So I was um, 
if anyone's heard of Soma Breath, we were in the first the first group of instructors to uh, to go through this this training with uh, the founder the founder Naraj and he we, so we were doing this this form of of breath work every day so it's a music based breath work uh, that where you include a lot of visualization so it kind of takes you on a journey someone's guiding you using visualization while you're breathing using rhythmical connected breath uh, creating a state of coherence within the body. Uh, the mind is more dropping into that trance-like state. And then you're using different breath holds. So you're holding uh, with empty lungs uh, and holding with full lungs. And and um, yeah, so it has a lot of positive effects on the body. And then it also can help you to drop into more of an expanded state. So beyond that analytical mind, uh, I like to think of it at breath work as just like you're flying a plane and sometimes there's like all these clouds, all, all your thoughts that are here and breath work just kind of elevates you slightly above, above the clouds. So then you can see clearly, you can see new opportunities, new possibilities, new potentials. Maybe you didn't see, get those insights um, that might be coming through. And that's, that's how I felt it a tool within my own life. So we were doing a lot of breath work every day using this, this form of visualization. Uh, also, I've always just been, it's kind of a combination of different things. I was reading the, the book, Hidden Messages in Water by Dr. Emoto found this super fascinating and then living on this little island uh, in Southeast Asia where there is a lot of single-use plastic and trash washing up on on the beaches and just you know I, I love I love the oceans so much as, as so many of us do and just to see that it was like it was breaking my heart but I was looking at it as kind of in this this victim stance like oh you know I wish that wasn't happening uh, rather than and, and and then there's nothing I can really do about it. And as I was doing the breath work, it started coming through of like, all you have to do is just be a small part of the solution. If everyone is just a small part of the solution, we can make a change. And it was like this, this just, just slight shift in my outlook of looking at the same thing slightly, slightly differently. How can I create something that is you know, a, create a small ripple of change, at least for maybe even just this small island that I'm living on. And at the time, there um, was a lot of single-use plastic water bottles being used here. And so then we had the idea come through um, of this. And we love sacred geometry as well, the flower of life, and uh, reading about Inamoto's book about the power of symbols and the power of positive word and how it affects um can affect the molecular structure of a water molecule and how we're made up of 70% water. Um, it just all was coming through and like, how can we, how can we create something that kind of combines all of this? And even at the time I was, I was taping to my, my, my water glasses. Um, I love you. And just experimenting with it. My roommate would, he would come out and there would be like, I love you tape to like all the glasses. I'd be like fermenting and making different things. And Cause that, is that meant for me or I was like, no, it's for, it's for the water, but it's for you as well. Um, and yeah, then it's just the idea, idea came through. We started with the two most powerful words, love and gratitude, um, that we're, we were reading about within the book, uh, using the flower of life and different symbols. And we're like, why don't we just put this on a water bottle make it so beautiful that everyone wants to have one and make it good for hot and cold. That's you can use it here on the Island and just this multifunctional water bottle that's beautiful and serves as a simple reminder um that your thoughts matter uh to drink in you know even if it's just for that that momentary time you 
grab your water bottle, you know, send a grateful thought to your body, send a grateful thought to the world, um, connect back to that vibration of love, even if it's just for that moment, almost just your water bottle serves as a reminder. And so we, we had this idea begin to, to come in and kind of all these different pieces came, came together. And so much of it, I think was from doing the breath work every day. And we were living here, like in a different country, we had no idea how to create a product or, uh, didn't really have the capital at the time to, you know, house a bunch of inventory, but we, we saw the vision and we saw the potential. And I think what the breath work did as well was help us move through the limiting beliefs that normally come up that block us even before we get started like that. You don't know how to do this. You could fail. You don't have enough money, all of these things. And instead we said, we just started asking like, how, how can this be possible? And slowly things started, things started to come in like the exact amount of money we needed for our first order here for the Island. We, we called in and manifested within, within one day. It's actually quite a crazy story. I can share it with you if you, if you'd like. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask you actually to, to not only go into this, which is a beautiful segue into what, what I wanted to ask was, um, to kind of break down what the journey of the idea to a physical product like this bottle uh, was for you, especially starting out, not having made a, a a company or a product like this before, just for those who who are, are thinking about that or are curious about that, because that's always an interesting journey of manifesting something right from like an idea to, okay, how do I bring this to the world without actually having all the resources and the connections? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think a lot of it is even just, just, asking and beginning to look like with anything, the more you start to look for something, you begin, it just begins to open doors and even having conversations with people that are already in that field might lead you and point you to some something. And that opens another door. And that was kind of just our path was just like approaching it with like such curiosity. And so we started just to explore these different, different types of products. Um, we, we wanted, we were looking at glass bottles and we actually then really resonated with, with the bamboo. And so of course, sampling and trying a bunch of them and perfecting, you know, the, the design and everything and finding a supplier that we resonated with it with that was in alignment with our values. And, and then it came time to, yeah, we wanted to make our, our first, our first order and we were like, okay, well, well, we don't have the money. So let's, let's, uh, so we called, we called our dad and we pitched the idea or pitched the idea to our dad. And I've, I've always had all these crazy ideas. Like ever since I was a kid, I've always been inventing, inventing things and, and having all of these, these ideas. Um, and so we, we shared it with so much excitement and he said, I'll, I'll think about it. Um, and so the very next day he woke up from a letter from his bank and it was a thank you letter for being a customer for so long and said, as a, as a thank you for being a customer, we're going to give you a line of credit free of interest for two years for like, it was the exact amount that we asked for. And it was, so it was basically free money for two years. Um, and he was like, I, I couldn't this, I, I opened this and it freaked me out because you just asked me for this last night. And then I got this letter and he's like, I basically, I can't say no because you know, you, you've just, you just called this in. So we used that. So we had interest free. Uh, we kind of had risk free for, for two years. Um, we didn't have to pay, pay the interest back. 
and we got to explore it here, here on the island. So we did the islands amaze was amazing as well because it's a little it was like a little incubator. There's people here from all around all around the world, um, and we we brought them here and just began to put them in different different shops. There's lots of yoga studios here and different just um, clo- clothing shops and people love them. People really resonated, resonated with them. And for a tiny little Island, we were just so shocked at how quickly they were selling and people wanting to take them back to, to their home countries and, and everything like that. And it just kind of started as just this passion project for where we were living here. And then it began to show us just through the feedback we were getting really the possibility of it. And that led us to looking into, okay, how can we, can, can we expand this and, and, and grow it bigger than, than just the Island. And that's what led it, led us to take it, take it back to, to the U S or again, we kind of just did things. We, we started again, just walking in, walking into stores and would show them it and say, would you, would you like to carry this, carry this product? And our, and it sounds crazy, but our success rate was like 99.9%. Every store was like, yes, so cool. We would love this. And it became so fun. We we're meeting all of these, these shop owners and we we're just doing it on foot at first, uh, not really knowing what we were doing. And we're like, okay, wow, this, we have a really good success rate with this as well. And so then we ended up finding, finding out there's actually platforms that connect brands with, um, retail locations. And then, uh, eventually we walked into a shop that had, you know, 70 plus locations. We had no idea they wanted to carry it. And it's just like things, things just open, but so much of it just happened with, again, us just approaching it with like a curiosity of, you know, it almost like everything's an experiment. And I think in business, sometimes we think like if something doesn't work out, like we kind of get discouraged and, and, and quit before we even get started. But if we look at everything, like it's all just an experiment, let's experiment and see how this works. And maybe if this doesn't work, like how can I try it, tweak it and try it a little bit differently. And it, it's, I think it's all about as well, our mindset at the, at the time, which again, we were just really connecting with our bigger vision, our bigger why, why we were doing it and, and making it fun, not making it like it had to be, it had to, we had to, had to be within our, these time frames, And I think that kind of sucks the fun out of it. Um, and so we just decided we're going to make this, we're going to make this fun. We're going to make it enjoyable. And, and that's kind of how, how we got started in the, in the very beginning. And it all started even just track. We were on motorbikes here in Thailand. So we drive around with these big backpacks full of bottles and just to go to even, we were even walking into the four, the, the sixth season. No, what's it called? That nice hotel. I don't even remember the name, the really nice resorts and things. And just, just four going seasons. in and with a smile on and, 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 and sharing it with them. And, and if we got it, yeah, four seasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And did you, well, yeah, you, I think you might have just answered my question. I was going to ask, did you like handpick the places that you would then go, not necessarily in Thailand, because I know there's a lot of, like you said, yoga shops and all that kind of stuff, but like generally, was there any thought process around like what stores to target or you were just like, let's just try our luck and see who takes it? Yeah, we definitely had like our market. We knew what our market was. Um, the different types of shops that they would sell well 
Portland, like yoga studios, apothecaries, tea shops. So in a list of, you know, where, where um, we thought that they would sell well. And then of course, uh, like anything you experiment and, um, and uh, test it. Amazing. Um, can you still hear me My... by the way? Yeah, sorry. I think I cut out for one moment. I can switch my internet to a stronger connection if that's okay. Yeah, you can. Go for, it, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. How's it doing? No, that's cool. How's it, is it better now for you? Yes. Awesome. Um, and then what about manufacturing? Like, how did you go about figuring out like, okay, so you've got the design. Okay. There's two questions. First is the manufacturing and then, um, the name as well. How did you come up with the name? Yeah. So the manufacturing again was just kind of experimenting as well. We tried a bunch of different products and just could get samples and find which one that we liked the most and then the highest of quality and even that that took that took some refining over even the first year because you you know even from a couple samples uh you can't really tell you need to order larger amounts so that's why kind of doing it on the island at first was easy because we got to really test test that um and then we'd also you can hire different companies that go and do you know ex an inspection for you to make sure you know everything else is like in alignment with with what, what you're looking for. So you can have the factory inspected for, for different things. Um, so we would, we would do that and we found, yeah, an amazing company we've been with for, um, for about four, four years now. And then with, with the name, uh, Bhavana is, or Bhavana, uh, however you want to pronounce it, it's a Sanskrit word. And, one of its many many meanings is is to call into existence and we we just resonated with that because we think that we thought that you know that's really what the bottle is is it's you know your thoughts are calling things in into existence and so uh so doing it through infusing the water that we drink uh sending love within within our own bodies sending it out into the world and and just remembering what questioning what what are you calling into existence you know in each day in each moment uh through what you know the, the signals you're sending out through what you think thoughts that you're choosing to think yeah i love the name um everything about it's very intentional and it just from that point of view it 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 stands out in and of itself because the way it's designed to the name itself to the material all of that kind of stuff it it's not something that you just see um blending in i don't see that blending in with everything else and that's kind of the point that the bamboo and then the the name and the designs um of the geometric patterns are kind of created all together as one package to to stand out and to speak to those who i guess are in are in resonance with something like that and more so than not it'd be people who are kind of in that spiritual space right so they would find yeah 
like me like I, I looked at it and i was like yeah i'm, I'm not going to have any other water bottle like it just <laughs> it, nothing else is going to match the the quality of of all the aspects that this ticks you know yeah i would say that's also been such a fun part we have like the best customer base ever because like you said it just attracts like even just you know the people that it attracts are just such amazing people and just we get such such nice messages and just how you know, people feel really connected to it. And, you know, people that buy the bottle are already doing such cool things. Mm. And, you know, from people who really love, like, you know, the power of water to sacred geometry. And so it's really just also been this connection point to so many amazing people just through the people that the bottle, the bottle attracts um, through itself, which has been a really fun, fun process of it. Did you find yourself um, depleted working on this at any point? Like, it sounds like it started off being very energizing and exciting, but was there a point where you kind of felt more on the opposite end of the spectrum where you're like, yeah, I, for some reason I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I don't have the energy to work on this anymore. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely reached um, a point of, again, close to burnout, even with this, this something I am passionate about, which was a big lesson for me as well. And also showed something about myself. It's interesting. You can, I removed myself from, from the environment, um, you know, that was that perceived I thought caused my burnout um, and then put myself on this magical Island. And then I almost, I did it again, basically to myself. So that showed me, wow, there's a pattern within me that needs to be looked at um, this, this desire to achieve and to, you know, kind of, uh, not hold boundaries for for myself and work life balance and all of these things. Um, so I learned a lot about myself even even through this of this repeating pattern. I think whenever patterns repeat within ourselves, um, it shows that you know what what within me needs to to be looked at a little bit. So that was a big lesson for me. And I would say, yeah, it was to this point after we had been to the U.S. and then came back here and we put it, it was online and it was doing really well. It was basically booming, but it was still based pretty much just my sister and I. Um, and this was before uh, when I learned to delegate and we were doing doing everything. And yeah, it just felt too much. And I was doing a lot of what I kind of talked about before a lot that I, of things that I didn't enjoy. I started it because, you know, I loved the vision of it and, and, um, you know, connecting, connecting with people, but all of the small little details and the operations and the shipping plans. And it's just like, that wasn't what lit me up. And yet I felt stuck and trapped in these, trapped in these details. And, and so then, that little whisper in the wind came from my friend. I asked for, I said, please help me get out of this. It's like, anytime I feel stuck, I always just ask like, okay, how, what am, what is there that I'm not seeing? What else is possible? And this is how this, this idea, this came in of my friend uh, who has this company that helps with operations and um, really learning, learning to, 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 to delegate and to work more, um, making a list. I made a list of like, okay, what are the aspects of the business I really enjoy and I actually want to be doing? And what are the parts that really deplete me where I feel, you know, just, I don't want to do this. And, and how can I, 
how can I find someone else that would be better at doing those things than I would? And so that, and when I did that, the business did so much better anyways, because it's like, that wasn't my zone of genius. I wasn't doing it as, as good as someone else that, you know, thrives in that, that area. So really learning, learning that, um, also learning a bit about myself. I don't know if you're into human design at all. Um, but, uh, my sister's a manifester and I'm, I'm a projector. So neither of us have like that generator energy as well. Like to, That's me, yeah. Generator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're like, we need, we need to hire some generators. Cause we're like, we're more like have, have the ideas. She has like the vision and, um, yeah, I can just like, I can, I can see it. And I, I like, I love overseeing, but like being in the details for me of like the grind of it, I really, I can't, I can't do it. That's what leads me to burnout. And I had to learn that about myself. And when I began to learn more about myself and, and just exploring myself, then I was like, oh, I see why this pattern is repeating because I'm trying to force myself again in this box. And so I think when we start our own business, whatever business that may be, or you in the journey of entrepreneurship is really one of the greatest um, teachers for us in so many ways. I think relationships and then entrepreneurship are right up there with, well, they'll bring everything right up to the surface to, to be looked at. Um, so it's, it was a really big, big teacher for me as well, the whole process of it all. Yeah, it can serve as as a mirror, right? A business relationship, mm -hmm. life in general, just serves as a mirror. Any experience that we find ourselves in, it's like, okay, what does this say about me? How am I feeling right now? And where am I at with this in relation to um, life itself? And what can I learn from it? And I feel like self-awareness is it's just like one of the the, the, the key things that we don't get taught in school that we don't get really taught to cultivate as we grow up and so we think like we were saying to our point earlier about you know needing to to really achieve highly in school and then tick all of the societal boxes you think that I'm only successful if I do do it this way you know following a particular map but we don't ever take stock of like who am I which is one of the biggest questions I <clears throat> I sat with um, these last few years since kind of 2019 onwards, I would say, and, um, really just peeling back the layers on like, okay, if I let go of all of the books and the podcasts and the videos, all that kind of stuff that I've been consuming and I start from a blank canvas, who am I? Like, what is it that lights me up? What do I have to say about the world? What is the wisdom that's coming through me? And that's, that's kind of what led me to then uh, start writing more poetry and, and actually coaching in that space more and more of asking that one simple question, three, three, three words, you know, who am I? But it, it can break down so many layers of identity. And then from that space, you then understand, oh, okay, now I get like why my relationship might not be working or my business or why I'm not so happy or my self-image of who I think I should be versus who I actually want to be in the world. And expectations and judgments and there's so many layers to it all but it starts with the self because and I'll, I'll just say this as the last thing before i let you uh, let you speak but i i think in the schooling system we are conditioned to expect what to learn so we don't really take stock of who we are and what we need to do because we're like oh yeah in september which is when the school year starts over here in the uk in September, I'm just going to get another curriculum. Like I know what the homework assignments are. I know what tests I need to take. Like, cool. There's, and in the meantime, I'm just going to have fun and just kind of party or whatever, play games. 
and that's all the way until like the age of 21 when you finish college because you're just on to the next thing, the next test, the next assignment. You're not really taking a, a moment to breathe and think, actually, am I actually going in the right direction here? Mm, it's so true. Yeah, exactly. And it took yeah, it took me a while. It took me even after graduating college. I feel like I even went through college that, not even. Yeah, I had that, no that idea. pattern continues, right? Even past, yeah. way past college for some people. Yeah, well, because we just get kind of thrown into, okay, next step after high school, you go to university, even if you have no idea what you want to study yet. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm too young to make that, that type of decision. Um, but then I just was like, told that business was kind of like the the logical thing, even though that was definitely not my passion. It was just like, that's, that's the logical next step. Um, and instead of like taking some time to actually, like you said, dive into ourselves, what, who, who am I, what lights me up? And then choose like consciously choosing, it was more just like out of safety, I'll choose this path. And then that's what, well, you know, then you get to a point where like, how did, how did I get here? And then it's like, oh, wow, I hadn't actually make it, made a conscious decision connected to, you know, what lights me up in a really long time. And so we just sometimes get led astray. But then I think it's also, that's part of life. I think it's always, it's like the journey back home. It's always like this journey of just like, oh, okay, now I'm com coming back home, uh, coming back, yeah. in, back into alignment. I think it's all part, it's all part of it. Absolutely. Did you ever find it frustrating working with your sister, growing up with her, living with her, and then? going into business with a family member we actually get along quite quite well um uh, actually as children we didn't like at all and then yeah there was like this this shift um i think after when she was when she was sick when we were younger there's just something shifted when we became became really close and she was like always my my greatest my greatest ally and we also have different skill sets in certain ways and I feel like we are also like a uh we like when one of us gets excited it's almost like this this vortex of upward spiraling energy where we can almost like elevate elevate one another um so she makes a really good business partner business partner for that but like I said we also learned our weakness together which is um yeah the 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 generator generator aspect of it we're like we need we need uh we need that energy within our business but i think once we we learned that um and yeah there's also a lot of blessings to working with family i think too of uh yeah just having she's been she's been someone i can trust and lean on ever since i was a kid and, and i'll know that she's she'll be there you know, until, until my last days. So it's really, I think as well, a, a blessing to have, have each other to work with too. Although Absolutely. of course it's, it's not all, it's all, not all rainbows. Um, but also she's one of my biggest mirrors as well. And I, I very much believe that, um, she was meant to be my sister and we're meant to be each other's sisters in, in this life, um, for, for a reason. So, um, our paths are very, very intertwined. I love that. And you were saying before, like that you're in a space now with uh, Bhavana that you don't necessarily need to be doing the day to day or it's kind of self-sufficient. Is there anything else that you feel either now or in the horizon that you, you're excited to work on that's outside of that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I do a number of different things. Um, I also run run group coaching programs called the soul path accelerator. So it's really helping people that are 
in a position maybe similar to what I was in that just feel a lack of fulfillment and are longing for a deeper sense of connection to what they're doing um, within within their life or maybe they're already on the path but they're not really sure how to like bring all of their gifts their expertise their knowledge into something that can actually serve another like how do I how do I package this all I have all these bits and pieces um, but I don't know how to like bring it all together so that's actually how I work with people now which I really really enjoy um, and we work with people in a three-month three-month container helping them with that, whether it's if they want to bring a product-based business into the world or whether they want to bring a service-based offering and really first diving within to get clear on, you know, what is it, what is it that lights you up? Reigniting that passion, reigniting that um, spark within, uh, tuning in with your zone of genius. Um, we work with like the archetypes, connecting back to the inner child, um, all of this to kind of look and look and explore these different layers within ourselves. And then once we have a little bit, a bit more clarity on this, okay, how can I take what I've just learned and bring this bring this outward and what what excites me how can I do this in a way that's fun and how how can I do this in a way where I have a support system because also I'd say for me um in crafting of Bavana bottle I don't think I could have done it on my own and just having Patty my sister to do it with even if one of us got discouraged the other one could be there to kind of like build the build the other one up and see see like no this we can there's there's this option and I think when you do it on your own it's just a bit a bit harder um as as an entrepreneur and I really need that in my life is like a support system is really valuable and so many people need that so that's what I try and create for others within within my programs is just like this anchoring support system of whatever you need you know we got you. We got your back. Um, so that's what that's as well what what I do um, now that I've freed up a lot of space with with Bavana. I help others to kind of move from a familiar space that I I was in as well. Beautiful. And do they do those experiences take place in Thailand as well? Do people come to you there or? Uh, all of it's on online now. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I run. I run also. Uh, trainings for that we integrate a lot of the breath work into it as well because like I said the breath work is what really helped us in, in our creation so we integrate the breath work into into the journey so it's just meeting meeting weekly online uh, once a week and then also with uh, group group support uh, throughout the week on on a chat and then we're all doing doing the breath work daily when you do the breath work daily for for at least 30 days, but when in the container, you do it for 90 days. It's so amazing because the breath is this tool that you can use to help shift your state. So it's like, if you wake up in the morning, you feel disconnected. You're like, I don't have any inspiration. I'm on the wrong side of the bed. Instead of like carrying that energy and moving, moving through your day with that, how can I take the first 20 minutes of my day and consciously choose, you know, how I want to, what energy I want to bring forward into my day and reconnect to my vision, reconnect to my intention for today, reconnect to how I want to feel today. And the breath is a tool we can use to actually use our physiology to help shift our state of being and reconnect to that. Um, so it's also helpful to you know, move through those feelings of, of stuckness, of doubt, of fear, of limitation. Uh, so I run, those are in person. I run uh, 
breathwork retreats here in Thailand and throughout, but have you explored much with, with breathwork or, um, is it a yeah. modality you use? <clears throat> yeah, not necessarily on a daily basis, but I have uh, been doing a lot of Kundalini yoga since 2019. So, um, of course that form of yoga specifically focuses on the breath a lot. And I find that it, it, it connected me to my body in ways that I now continue to use those practices because it, it, it kind of brings me back to self. Um, and there's, there's, there's kind of two ways that I look at it when I'm, I'm needing to, it's, it, I kind of do it all intuitive, but when I need to do something a bit more high energy, then I'll do something like breath of fire or like um, full lungs and empty lungs, like you said, and just to kind of re-energize me. But if I want to just calm the system down and just settle into myself a little bit more, then I would do alternate uh, nostril breathing and then just then just literally watching the breath as it's naturally going in and out, just like it has with this conversation, just like it does when we're not paying attention. I feel like the breath is the thing that connects the spirit and the body, right, to to merge mm. to become one the ethereal to the material it's just it's the glue basically and it is life like soon as that stop beyond food and beyond oxygen beyond oxygen and beyond water and all that stuff it's breath if you do not breathe properly there's nothing else is going to work right so like that's i feel like that's the the very basic foundation of life that we often overlook um because we're not really taught about taught much about it and we're not really given the time and the space to explore what that means to us and, and our relationship to it but yeah i do i do use it for sure um it is helpful but but not on a daily basis mm. yeah yeah it's just i remember it's just one of the first time i experienced an actual you know breath work class or journey i was like so we're just we're just gonna breathe for an hour like but I, I do that all the time <laughs> and i was like oh wow it's there's this like this the secret power right under right under my nose that I, you know we have access to all the time in every moment and i had no idea really the the potential um of when i breathe when i learned to breathe consciously and how you can use it in all of these different ways like you you described um so it's just been one yeah one tool that really one tool in my toolbox that really resonates strongly, strongly for me. So do you have any other like favorite tools that you like to use? Um, I'd say the art, yeah, the art of visualization, it kind of goes together. Like I said, the, the breath work, but the, the art of visualization, um, self-inquiry, just asking questions and really sitting with the questions. Like even you said the question of who am I? That's a big one. You can sit, you can sit with that one for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. but just uh, even other questions and just seating and sitting with them. Um, and then Vipassana meditation uh, has like extended Vipassana retreats have really helped me uh, as well. And, and really showed me, shown me what's, what's possible in, in that realm. Uh, because also my, I am someone where my mind is always running a hundred miles an hour. And so to sit for 10 days in, in silence and just watch my breath was, you know, the biggest, the biggest teacher, uh, 
for me. And, and it was where I found just this complete joy and contentment in having nothing. Um, because you, in, if you're not familiar with, with Vipassana meditation, it's, you know, a retreat where you don't, you don't speak, um, to anyone else. Um, you fast for a lot of the time. So you eat two meals a day at 7am and 11am, and then you fast the rest of the day. Uh, I did it here in Thailand. So we were sleeping. It was very basic, almost like on a wood floor with just a simple, tiny, really thin, um, I don't, I wouldn't even call it a mattress, um, some sort of cushion underneath of you. And I remember I was laying there and it was like on the eighth night, I just had the biggest smile on my face ever. And I just had this like joy beaming from me, this contentment, just, it was just like beaming and just this, it was simply just a joy of being. And there was, there was nothing to be happy for. Like I wasn't happy for any reason other than just, I I was. And I remember that experience so vividly. And from that, uh, it taught me so much about just, yeah, the joy of, of simply of being. And I really try and integrate, integrate that into, into my day to day. So really, whether that's as simple as just when I feel my mind going 50 miles an hour, just slowing down, taking five minutes to just take a couple of breaths and try and reconnect to, to just, you know, what, what is here, here and now, um, that I can you know, feel grateful for, that I can appreciate, that I can recognize. Um, and then, you know, taking that more still, still state of being in mind, and carrying that forward, um, has been a really big tool for me to kind of, uh, yeah, calm, calm my, my racing mind. Yeah, I'm the same way. One of the things that, that helps me is just to take a moment to sit in the silence. Um, I have heard of Vipassana, but I haven't, I've never done a, uh, the whole course, um, maybe one day, but for now, daily, a daily integration that's really, that's been really cool for me is, is just to sit in, in silence. I mean, for as little as five minutes, it can reset you and not to have anything with me, like no phone, no nothing. And just five minutes of just sitting, staring at the wall or looking out the window or whatever it is, but just being with the breath. And you realize that in this very moment right now, there's nothing wrong. Like mm -hmm. everything that I think is happening is either because I'm thinking about something from the past or I'm worried about something from the future. And it's basically either going left or right, but I'm not in the center. And that's what's causing the issue. And most of the time, five minutes is, is all you need to reset and come back to being in the present. And then from that place, you think, okay, cool. Maybe I can do this. It's not as bad yeah, as I thought I it was. This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, how often do we, especially in this day and age, I think anytime we have an extra min minute, like our just natural impulse, we've been trained is just to pick up the phone and start scrolling. Um, even when we're standing in line for something, when we're waiting for our food, when whatever it is, it's like, we're never just sitting. And even if someone was probably just like, you know, sitting at a restaurant, just sitting there, someone would look at them like, are they okay? Are they okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's yeah. so, it's so not common. It's just so not common these days, but it's just, yeah. it's yeah. It's so powerful. So simple, but so powerful. It is. Um, well, this has been a, a beautiful conversation. I feel like we could talk for, for a very long time. Um, but I'm, I'm just want to be ref respectful of the, of the time, especially because it's so late where you are now as well. So I appreciate and I love the fact that you made the time and the space to share today. Um, as we wrap up, I wonder if you could share a little bit around 
how people might want to connect with you, learn more about you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for creating the space and being such an amazing, amazing host. This has been a wonderful conversation and I appreciate, um, yeah, the invitation to be here. And yeah, if anyone is interested in learning more about uh, the bottles that we spoke about today, you can check out our website or Instagram. It's just Bavana Bottle, uh, BavanaBottle.com or Bavana Bottle uh, on Instagram. And if anyone wants to learn more about the breath work as well, or just even give it a try, we have some short guided 20 minute journeys that I can provide you a link of link for one of them if you want to include one in the show notes so people can get a taste of it. Um, if you want to try it, try it in the morning, see how it resonates. I'll, I'll share that as well. Um, but the best place to connect would be on Instagram at Soul Tribe Sisters. Feel free to send a message if anything that I shared today resonated and I'm open to, to having a conversation, diving deeper. And yeah, thanks for, thanks for being here and for, for listening. <laughs>